0: Greetings. Love Thank you for joining me. Radio. Greetings. Thank you for joining me, Sherry Jefferson on Live with Sherry and Sherry Speaks. As we discussed this morning's episode, God, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Fairy Godmother, Commonality. One may ask over the years why would I decide to do a show on this subtopic? The interest that I have is just observing so many world events and things that happen that at some point in time, if we are honest with ourselves, we then question, where is God? Is there a God? And what is God doing? Many of us were raised in a church-like environment. Those of us who are not, I respect you and the manner in which you were raised. But for those who were raised in a church where you're constantly told, God is this, God is that, and then you often find that instead of people having to rely on God, they rely on the other G called government, people who live in poverty, people who are in a famine, people who right now during this blizzard of 2016 are without food and water and electricity, and then you're often compelled to ask, where is God through all the pain, the sickness, the disease, and the hurt? For everything that the Bible purports or the Quran, or the Torah purports that God stands for, the world in which we live in is the total opposite. And so today's episode, God, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Fairy Godmother, the commonalities, we're going to dig a little deeper and allow ourselves to ask those real questions. Does God share in common the role of Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Fairy Godmother? What is the commonality between God, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Fairy Godmother? And many of you may say, well, the fairy godmother can't do this, the Easter bunny can't do that, Santa Claus can't do this, so that's why we believe in God. Some of us believe in God not because we think that he or she really exists, but rather because it has been part of our innate, our existence from the minute that we were brought and birthed into this world of evil right? Because if you look at what the world is doing, you have to ask yourself, where is God? How do we have so much warfare? How do we have so much poverty, so much injustice when there's supposed to be a quote-unquote God that was supposed to have more power, more control, and more dominion over the principalities and the wickedness of this world? And so, I am constrained to ask, especially for the Christian community whose strength lies in Jesus and God giving you his only begotten son, that if the very best that we're able to read from the scripture that Jesus was able to do was to give or turn water into wine, well then let me say this. Sean P. Diddy Puff Daddy Combs of Sean John Combs can turn water into Siroc and give thousands of people something to drink. So if that's the best that our Jesus could do for us is turn water into wine or take a piece of bread and feed ten thousand instead of taking dirt and turning it into food so that we don't have famine in this world? If the best that the Jesus And the God that we serve can heal one person when we look to eradicating sickness, disease, and people who have illnesses like malaria, Ebola, the virus that's now plaguing these newborn children in Brazil and in South America. When you look at the Flint water crisis and how thousands of documented cases of children who are suffering from sickness and illness and disease because their water systems were damaged? Is this truly the best that we can say that a God can do for us on earth? That we have to live on earth in hell and wait for this imaginary God to eventually give us something in heaven? Is that the God that we've now come to serve? Imaginary, because you need to imagine praying to a God that you don't see, that in the last 2,000 years since the death of Jesus Christ, there's been no existence of Jesus. It's been something we've been taught to believe. No different than as children, we're taught to believe in Santa Claus, that he delivers us all of these presents if we're good, that's the same mindset that many believers have with God, that the Easter bunny will come and manifest himself to bring into light what is unknown through the darkness, through the game of hide and go seek, through the game of we're going to take these Easter eggs and hide them and you will find them. It's a manifestation of put in Jesus in a tomb, now go find him. The fairy godmother, that if your tooth falls out or something happens, what then do we do? We suggest that you go under your pillow and you find this money. And then we come to learn that Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the fairy godmother are someone that we know someone who's nurtured us in some shape, form, or fashion. And so the question begs, who then is God? We'll be back. Thank you for joining me on this Sunday morning as we have an episode entitled God, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Fairy Godmother, commonality. Do you believe in God and why? I think many of us, if we've had a quiet time, we then will find that we don't really believe in God at all. In fact, we believe in the other G, government, who gives us food, housing, clothing, who provides employment opportunities either in the private or public sector through administrations of law, enactment and legislation through law for fairness? Do you believe in God and why? Because most of us will come and say it is really when we have that quiet, quiet time that our belief in God is predicated upon some third person act now angelic and God may be two different things for some people there are individuals who believe in angels but they may not necessarily believe in a god pray to this imaginary God for something and you get imaginary and invisible results do you really believe in god or just the thought that a quote unquote god exists that there must be something greater than us some refer to it as the universe or the creator how then did we get here surely Not through evolution, surely, not through a monkey or gorilla who still walks and roams the earth as we do. So that settles that. But beyond the existence of birth and knowing that there's something greater than us, is it a God that would allow for the things that the Bible speaks for or against? Everything that the Bible, the Quran, and the Torah stands for, it's contradicted by the things that we live, face, and experience day to day in earth. So do you surmise that this God delivered us unto evil through birth into a world that he has no control over? And that the very best that this God can give us in exchange of trying to, quote, unquote, live right, whatever that is, is an afterlife? Well, hell, if you can't believe in the walk through hell that most of us take every day, that you'll be delivered from that, how then are you called upon to trust an afterlife? There's not one person, not even Jesus himself, that we have documented, have actually come, returned, and spoken. Now, we hear, we read, we rationalize that Jesus once walked the earth. But there's no other evidence of it. Now, the British have recently released a photo that says Jesus was a man of color, kinky hair, and a wide nose. That being the case, it matches the scriptures, but not the picture or the portrait of Jesus that the majority of the world recognizes. How then do you profess that you believe in God and you don't believe in the scripture that gives a definite description of him and you don't recognize the truth? Religion. It's a worldwide trillion dollar annual industry. And is that what we actually have come to put our faith in? What encounters have you had with God that lets you know there is a God other than your mere presence on earth, other than your mere existence? What do you have or believe to suggest that God is real? Some people say, Sherry, because I've asked prior to doing this show, I just sort of asked several people and said, I have to believe because if I don't, I might act outside of that. The sort of guidance and the structure that God, I believe God gives me, Sherry. Another said, I just have to believe because if I don't, then my world would just be so different. Another said, I choose not to believe because then I don't have to be disappointed with life itself. And another said... If someone and when someone shows me that there is an existence of an afterlife, I don't mean seeing somebody in a dream. I mean in 2,000 years, Sherry, you're telling me that nobody can come back? This is like a game. It's a hustle. In 2,000 years, no one has come back to walk the earth that's been dead. No one has been dead and has literally come back to life in the sense of they've been dead, declared dead. Embalmed, and, and you come back? No. So is that all part of the Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, and Fairy Godmother? Or are those three supposed to supplement and distract us from God? Who is this imaginary God? And what do you expect from or of your imaginary God? What do you expect? Do you expect that if you live this life, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't fornicate, you treat everybody right, you don't defraud people of their wages, and you live according to the Ten Commandments Old Testament and under the grace of the New Testament, and you follow the Torah, you follow the Quran, you do all of that with hopes of what? That when you're facing death that God will do something? That when you see a world of famine, human trafficking, child abuse, injustices from our soil to Middle East to Africa to Latin America to South America, when you see the world, you really believe that there's a God? Do you? Because scripture after scripture after scripture, from Genesis to Revelations and all points and books in between, Nothing about the world that we live in is supported by this Bible. There is no miracles, no signs, no wonders. People are living in famine, sickness, disease, death, poverty, injustices. When does that God show up? Remember when Moses tested the gods, if you will? Well, they tested Moses' God. When does our God get tested? Or this God gets tested so that the world knows that they know, not through the hustle of the trillion-dollar industry of give me your tithes and your offering and come to the altar and pray and beg God to do something that the scripture said he was supposed to do or to keep. Asking and asking God for the same thing. The world, we've been delivered unto evil. That's been the birth cycle. But yet it says be fruitful and to multiply. God is supposed to represent good, G-O-O-D, and the devil, D-E-V-I-L, is supposed to represent evil, E-V-I-L, right? Then why is evil controlling And for most of our existence and that of our parents and their parents and their ancestors, whether Jew or Gentile, black, white, Christian or Muslim, that's been the reality. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.